there, everybody, and welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I am Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. Hey, everybody, it's Phil Ranta, the Sports Outsider. I don't know much about sports. But you've been watching Olympics, right? Olympics been... Edition Part 2. That's not the name of the episode. <laughs> what? Uh, I, uh, I have been watching some Olympics. I watched the female marathon. Oh, yeah. did they already have that? I they already have that. Did you like watch the week? entire marathon? No, I was in and out. Commercial breaks from Chopped. I would flip it back over. <laughs> uh, they were also in, uh, intercutting men's golf when it got boring. And then I would turn the channel oh, back. Good. Like, golf oh, good. Oh, it gets boring. Let's go switch over They're to something They're both early morning packed. events. That's why. They're early yeah. morning events. Here's the thing. They go, they're losing them. They're losing them. Uh, they're watching marathon. We need to go to the higher income bracket. Golf, golf, <laughs> right, golf. Right. Lexus sponsorship. Lexus sponsorship. <laughs> well, I have been watching. I watched a whole bunch of the swimming. Uh, now I'm watching we all, know, Joel. all of the track you cycling. like swimming, Joel. Track cycling has been amazing. I need to watch track cycling over the course of the year and not just when the Olympics come around. I say real cyclists don't need a track. It's Oh, but it's so much I more. Kinda li- is that like a video game tagline? Should be. That's pretty good. I really yeah. like that. No, well, I mean, there's there's the Olympic road race, which was also fascinating. That doesn't have a track. But when they go indoors, they're on like... They're on bikes with no brakes, uh, like fixed gear bicycles, and they go like forty or fifty miles an hour around this track, and they're like jostling for position, and it's all it's all really badass, guys. Okay, what do we got in the show today? Uh, we have uh, Luis Fernandez, the uh, sports yes. minister of Brazil. Yeah, he's deputy uh, sports minister. No, 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 he was promoted. No, he was, was promoted right, when the uh, minister, no. sports minister of Brazil, yeah. was uh, resigned in scandal. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to hear what he has to say about the Olympics. Yeah, they're, they're happening. They're happening. They're happening. And you know what? As well, we speak. There's been a, a lot of embarrassing stuff that we've sure. covered, but the fact right. of the matter is. Most in fairness to Brazil, been we've almost exclusively covered the embarrassing stuff. That's yes. true. We have That's not true. focused on any. Well, for instance, the thing they did when they lit the 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 torch in the stadium. Yeah, right. that cool like rotating mirror thing. Yeah, yeah we didn't cover that. Uh, yeah, we didn't cover that. That was or, great. I or, thought that or was or great. the fireworks of the opening ceremony, which the fire, fire, was honestly really I could have watched those for like a half an hour. Right, yeah. and they, they went really to commercial, good. and I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, instead we focused on all of the death. Yeah, and we we really exclusively did negative stories because those were funnier. But it but, should be said. Well, Luis Fernandez is on the show today, so he can tell us about you know the feel maybe the feel good stories of Brazil. Yeah, he's yeah. the one they call Doctor Feel Good. He's the one that makes you feel all right. Oh, and uh, we have we have another uh, human interest piece. Uh, they're, again, they're selling these outside of NBC. Right, this uh, is the guy buy, in the trunk again. The, yeah, buy the minute out of the trunk nice. of the car. Uh, so I was swinging by on my way to work, and I was like, oh hey, I'll swing by, you know, pick uh, pick up a couple of minutes or something for uh, for the podcast tonight. Thank you for picking up a couple minutes of something. Yeah, it was just a couple minutes. We were all, we were yeah. all on the way to the podcast, and Joel gave us a call and says, I'm leaving work. Do you need anything? Yeah, and we said, pick up a couple minutes of something. Yeah, yeah could you yeah. pick up a couple minutes of a podcast and milk? Yes. Yeah. You forgot the milk, Joel. I did forget the milk, and I'm sorry. Rio 2016 Summer Olympics Death Watch. Rio 2016 Summer Olympics Death Watch. Brought to you by Mountain Dew Funeral Home. Mountain Funeral Funeral Home. Funeral to the extreme. <laughs> Rio threw an Olympics and nobody came. Oh, oh that's too bad. Subheadline: Headline excludes Olympic Village, where loads of people came. Whoa, loads. Oh, sex joke. But they all had condoms, so it was okay. 
Hey, good save there. Sex positive. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to contribute to the plumbing problem at Rio with all the Oh, extra yeah. By cleanup. the way, do not do do not flush those. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Dispose of them in containers. Responsibly. Yeah, put them throw inside them, of a tissue and then hide the tissue from the Throw them onto the roof of the <laughs> athlete dorm. <laughs> no, you can't do that anymore. What? Yeah, I know. Uh... So, uh, empty seats have been a nagging embarrassment for the Rio Olympics since the game began. Nag, nag, nag! Well, it's a nagging embarrassment. A real embarrassment would be, like, non-potable drinking water. Right. Yeah, that would be embarrassing. Yeah. A <laughs> nagging embarrassment. Eh, lack of ticket sales. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially at the track events they recently held. And field? Mm. Was there any field, Jordan? Uh, or was it just I, track? I was just watching the track ones. I don't know, maybe the field ones, too? Oh, no. Yeah, it's a, uh, uh, U.S. won uh, gold in women's shot put. Ooh, Field. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we won that one. Right? Mm. That's going to get up on that. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah. Uh, just look at the stands and you feel like you aren't at the Olympics, said British 1,500-meter runner Chris O'Hare when asked about the pressure of competition. <laughs> so taking the pressure off, that's one, sure. one yeah, way to look at it. feel great. I can fall flat in my face. Who's going to see it? Usain Bolt. Yep. Probably the biggest... Star at the Olympics, maybe? I mean, yeah, I, I guess Michael, Michael Phelps. Phelps. Yeah, but, yeah. Say, but maybe, you know. And the, the basketball team. Those are all stars, right? Yeah, but yeah, they're not like Olympic concert. stars. You know, yeah, like, okay. they're like together as like, but Usain Bolt, when he was there, a few thousand seats were empty. Wow. He's the marquee star of the track and field events for the 100 meter sprint yeah. Sunday. For the Fastest third in the time world. in a row? Fastest man ever. And uh, so basically, with Olympic officials like, you know, ticket sales have improved, attendance has been climbing. I don't know what this Climb. means. They're in the middle I of know, the Olympics. They said they had sold. And by the way, they don't attribute this. They just go, they said. Because I assume the reporter called someone and then got transferred a bunch of times. Sure. And someone just said, oh, sorry, you were on hold. Yeah, yeah we sold uh, 87% of available seats. Yeah, that sounds good. Go. Uh, Olympic spokesperson Mario Andrada. This is uh, of last week's uh, the swimmers wanted the pool green. Fan. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, he blamed the low turnout in part on ticket holders discouraged by long lines and difficult transportation the first days of the game. That's bad, too. You know what? That must have been it. Yeah. That's why no one came. <laughs> yeah. Long lines to get their Zika cure. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, they've all been kidnapped. There's one room with like 15,000 track and field fans in it all waiting for their family to wire $5,000. Then Andrada seemed to get a little testy with the reporter's questions. If we find an ingenious way to sell more tickets, we will do so. <laughs> wow, that is testy. <laughs> Noting that ticket booths have been set up at venues and in downtown areas to encourage prospective fans, we understand that some athletes are disappointed. We understand the media is worried. We are worried. End quote. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Well, hand them out to, for free to all the people in the favelas who didn't get plumbing this year because you built a fellow drone. I'm so glad you brought that up, Joel. <laughs> so basically, they we had actually covered this earlier. They were planning on giving out a bunch of tickets, right? Sure. Yeah. The Rio of De Janeiro was going to give out uh, 47,000 Olympic tickets. Mm -hmm. That's a lot, right? That's a, oh, yeah. 45,000. Guess a how lot. many you could, they were going to give out to the Paralympics? Uh, 20,000. 10 times as much. 500,000 Paralympic what? tickets. What? There's no one's going to those games, Phil. Yeah, but that's really sad. Because they charge an arm and a leg. Oh! No, I don't but... support that. 
I'm horrified by that joke. So, but no, we talked about this earlier because we gave him the tip that in the green envelopes were the Olympic tickets. Right, right. The red envelopes were Paralympics <laughs> kids. So yeah. when the public school kids were reaching for him, no, but basically a, a uh, court of appeals said basically you can't do that. A judge blocked it saying uh, such handouts could influence upcoming municipal elections. Ooh, that makes sense. So no one got the free tickets. So uh, Rio subsequently canceled the what reserve a tickets. Dick move. When are they ever going to have the Olympics again? Yeah, but I don't know because <laughs> it does seem like the incumbent would be heavily favored in the next election if they're like, "Do you want free? Take yeah, the free." Once, when else are you going to have the Olympics in Rio? Remember it's when George like- W. Bush gave everyone six hundred dollars to vote for him? I think it was seven. Well, still, that seems like that should be considered bribery in, in fairness that's not why people wound up voting for him the second time around okay uh yeah so they they, they were gonna do that and and then they didn't because they couldn't that's sad uh uh basically uh 70 70 of the hey, six is that po- is that judge who banned that up for re-election <laughs> i don't know how, how how judicial i'm positions- guessing not <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good point yeah. yeah that's a really good point points <laughs> uh, as uh, the game has pro- progressed, though, the Brazilians appear to be getting more excited. That's, that's what, good. That's huh? what they're claiming. I mean, they did win at beach volleyball. They did? They against, did? against uh, was it Carrie, Carrie Walsh? Yeah, it was and, USA almost all the way. Was she going? Oh, was there a the third straight or a fourth straight gold medal? At least third. Yeah. Let's say fourth. We're Americans. Yeah. yeah. Let's fudge upwards. But it was her <laughs> first one without Misty May Trainer. Uh, Megan Trainer's sister? No, no, Matt why, Trainer's yeah, Matt wife. Oh, uh, okay. He's Briefly, an MLB catcher. Yeah, catcher for the Tigers, Matt Trainer. Uh, yeah, so things really didn't work out so well in terms of hosting the Olympics if they wanted people to attend the Olympics. Which seems like the goal, right? No, you don't throw the Olympics to get people to come and watch them, okay? Let's... This is a ridiculous standard that we're trying to hold. Joel, the poor Joel, last time you threw to. an Olympics and nobody showed up, you were mad for weeks. That's true. So don't give me that. I crap. spent billions of dollars in those stadiums. And Coca-Cola guys. dropped their sponsorship they like did. three days in. It was embarrassing. None of the athletes came. No, it was ridiculous. I don't even. Yeah, that was. It was. A, it was a bizarre choice that the IOC selected you in the first place. Right. Yeah. Usually but, they select uh, countries and cities. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they selected Joel's apartment, who had a well. The way he did have a very good bid that involved how the pool could be modified for some of the swimming events. Yeah, Yeah. I, I I mean, they're they're always. I'm like, who who likes who likes you know like the the short track speed skating, right? I was like, imagine short track pool where we have like a 15 foot pool. Michael Phelps is going to go through that in like like no time. And I feel like it was Lots a weird move for you to say, "Yeah, I've got a velodrome in my pants," and for them to let you get away with that. <laughs> yeah, that was Rio I, 2016 Summer Olympics Death Watch. Rio 2016 Summer Olympics Death Watch. Brought to you by Completely in the Dark Funeral Home. Hey, do you are you a vampire and you want to see your loved ones pass? Then why don't you stay completely in the dark? And completely Outside of Universal City in Los Angeles, we bought this human interest piece. I believe it's two minutes worth. Okay. From a guy uh, right off his trunk outside NBC. Good stuff. Getting to the Olympics in Rio has been a long and difficult journey for some Olympians. Olympians like Iowa's Curtis Martins Jr. Raised in a small dairy farm outside of Des Moines, Curtis spent much of his youth looking up to the sky. 
and dreaming. I always dreamed about flying, but that obviously wasn't in the cards. So I guess I had to settle for the pole vault, which is as close to flying as I think you can get in Iowa. It was a very normal upbringing for Curtis, filled with days spent milking cows and evenings playing with his sister and two brothers. More importantly, his father, Curtis Sr., was a strong and consistent president in his life, helping instill in Curtis a love for life and sport. Yeah, I guess you could say I had very few obstacles to overcome in getting here. It was really pretty smooth sailing. I had a great family life, and they always been so supportive of my athletic career. It was a beautiful home life that seemed to be everything a kid could want. Until one day, when Curtis was six years old, and the unthinkable happened. Yeah, so I... Wait, what? When I was six? I'm not sure what this is about. Curtis returned home from school to find his father complaining of pains, stating that his head was aching. The family was devastated. Curtis's father, just 42 years old, was suffering from a headache. Huh? I mean, I yeah, I guess that tracks. I mean, people get headaches sometimes. The family had to gather together and support Curtis's father as he began, began a long road to recover, aided by an intensive drug regimen. You mean aspirin? Are we talking about aspirin? Because when we had headaches... We usually took aspirin. But as Curtis Sr. recovered, the family then had to ask themselves a difficult question. With his father ailing, would Curtis be able to continue with his budding athletic career? Now wait a second, I didn't even start doing track until I was 13, and all I was doing when I was 6 was what, like, peewee soccer? With Curtis Sr. unable to drive young Curtis to his soccer games, It was difficult to imagine how he would be able to continue with his promising love for athletics. The question loomed, how would the family manage to balance both their father's illness and Curtis's career? Now, now wait a second, why couldn't my mom drive me? That was when Susan Martins, the family matriarch, stepped up to the plate. Despite coping with the sudden and unexpected tragedy that had befallen Curtis Sr., Susan, ready to make an enormous sacrifice in their time of need, decided to ensure that Curtis's career could continue. So, Mom drove me? Despite Thursdays being the night when Susan normally attended a book club with several of her friends, she opted to make the significant sacrifice of calling Janice, who hosted on the third Thursday of the month, and tell her that she would be unable to attend. Janice was devastated. It was Susan's turn to bring the wine. Susan would drive Curtis Jr. to his soccer game, and then continue driving to his games for every Thursday thereafter until Curtis Sr. recovered. You mean like later that night? And recover he did. After three grueling hours of pain and extended treatment, Curtis Sr.'s headache would finally clear, and the family would return to its normal routine, happy to see their father back again. So when Curtis attempts to vault his way, to Olympic gold in Rio, he'll do so, unable to forget the incredible sacrifices made by his family. Now, how sure are you guys that story about the headache was true? Because my father and Janice were having an affair during that whole period. Joining us now in the podcast, one of our favorite guests, uh, back again, the sports minister of Brazil, 
Luis Fernandez. Uh, hello, it is a pleasure to be here. Uh, thank you for having me during this very stressful time in my life. Yeah, I was about to say, you do realize that the Olympics are going on right now. Right, the Olympics are... Oh, no. Oh, that's right. It is a multiple-week event, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, no. It's like I've 17 got a, days, Luis. I need to get back. I might like be missing some sort of... plate right now. Yes, it's... Well, luckily, it's kind of on autopilot at this it's point. It's arguably the most important time for any sports minister that Brazil has ever had. Yeah, but what can you do? It's kind of going, it's going, it's gone pretty soon, so... Okay, yeah. Uh, everything is, uh, uh, as you say in America, going with flows. Right, uh, the progressive yeah. insurance That's girl. Kind of what we say, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I mean, worth noting. I mean, you guys have uh, there's there's been some trouble there. I mean, it does seem like there's some stuff that you might be able to address. If you I don't there. know. I I don't know if you have heard recently, but that stuff about Ryan Lochte being mugged. Probably not whoa, true. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, that's An what American News said. American swimmer, Ryan Lockie, a yep. few of his friends celebrating. Yes. Yep. Got mugged by a fake taxi. Oh, no, man. no, no, no. Took Th their money, scared him. No, there was no proof. There are people are saying that it's not true. And let me be the first to say that everything that's ever been said about Brazil during this Rio Olympics, not true. It's absolutely, whoa, it's wait, all not true. Ryan Lockie uh, showed that none of this is true. Okay, um... I mean, Ryan Lotke, not, not kind of a tool bag. Doesn't have yeah. a ton of fans. Everyone's been willing yes. to acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah. He is a tool and, bag, and I'm yes. totally willing to buy that he was so drunk he does not remember what happened. I think it's entirely possible he was so drunk getting ripped off by a taxi driver, not mugged, but no, ripped off... No, not mugged at all. ...is completely different than getting robbed. I think that, that's yeah. what could have happened, but are you saying... The what about other the, things yeah, that have what happened? about the, the, the diving pool turning green? Oh, you mean the diving pool being crystal blue water? It was not. It was absolutely. No, the, what you saw on the TV was a uh, special effect. It is what? A Hollywood magic. Why would they want the water to look green? Look, there are a lot of people in the Olympics who have uh, the color green as one of their national colors. Oh, absolutely. There was Italy. Um, there is uh, probably Ireland. Uh, Brazil. Uh, Brazil. <laughs> That's a big one. Yeah. That's where it is. So, you know, it's... Uh, we uh, we put on that special effect to uh, show that we care about countries like ours and a couple of others. Listen, Louise, uh, yes. I, I, I got the say water that. was such a beautiful blue. Yeah, I wish that the I'm special sure effect that didn't was, cover right? that up. Not really I, I what really, happened. I, I gotta say, I I know that you're under a lot of stress right now. And, oh, and, and so if much anyone stress! Anyone who's sympathetic it's, to what you're going through, it's it's us here at the. Podcast, which should be everyone. Yes. One of our our favorite guests. But I gotta say, I think your current. Your current deal right now, I mean, I, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to just sort of imagine away all of the problems that you're facing. No, no, I wouldn't do that. that no, I will I'll fess up. You know I've been a straight shooter every time I've been on this podcast. You have past. been a straight shooter. I've been shooter. a straight shooter. Right. That's and part of why this is so disappointing. I mean, these are these are so easily no, confirmed no. to be lies. Well, well, one thing we'd like to talk about is the ticket sales. We all know the ticket sales have been down. I can't I believe that every single ticket got sold to a rich business true. person <laughs> who then true. went and spent very much money to our economy. Okay, so that's... There was so much money to our economy that the non-existent kidnappers were not having a field day. <laughs> okay, that's that's... Louise, obviously, I mean, we can, we, we're watching these events on TV. We can see... You know what? You see these empty chairs, but that's because they're all going to the concession stands to buy very high-priced goods. I, the I, cuisine in Rio is perfect. <laughs> Everyone is getting up to eat, uh, to eat the Brazilian delicacies like meat and, uh, <laughs> and uh, very clean water. 
<laughs> Very clean, potable water that care, they can care drink. Care to clarify the meat to just be a little more specific? Oh, on sure. That? There's beef and uh, other meats. <laughs> so there's so much meat hey, in Brazil, and it's how? not tainted. It's clean, clean meat that you can eat and not get diarrhea. What about the the other athletes though who who've been mugged and or or kidnapped? Right, like no, Belgian no. Judo, uh, third place winner yeah. got got mugged on Copacabana. Now that's, got a nice shiner in his eye. Oh, you know what happened to the shiner in his eye? Fell down the stairs. Oh, Louise. We have some of the Louise. best staircases Even in all you. the world. You should see our stairs. They are the best well, stairs. The, As your Donald Trump would say, we've got stairs. They are the best stairs. Right? I, I do a little American jokes, but <laughs> seriously, they're really good stairs. And uh, Well, then why are people falling down them? Uh, because they're such good that people, when they're walking down, go, look at the stairs. And then they don't look up, and then they fall. They get uh, the uh, vertigo. Okay, okay, Luis. Uh, how about this? Uh, what about the reports we've been hearing that uh, people in Brazil love samba? Oh, well, that's simply not true. People in Brazil <laughs> hate samba. Wait, whoa, whoa, No, whoa, people whoa, in Brazil, they, they hear samba and their butts do not shake. I feel Brazil, like... I, I, I feel like, Luis, we just, we just caught you there. We kind no, of set you up in no, a trap. No, absolutely Joel anything of, the press said was not true. People I, in Brazil, they I, don't I, dance. It's a very solemn occasion when samba music starts playing. I, they remember I their forefathers like who died while dancing samba, <laughs> and they, didn't, they wanted no part of I the samba. We've sort of demonstrated that you are in... Knee-jerk denial mode here. No, that's what people want to believe. But actually, I'm in uh, knee standstill, non-denial. <laughs> My knees are perfectly still. Okay, I'm, and I'm not denying anything. It just we hate the samba. Our staircases are beautiful, <laughs> and people fall down the stairs, and the crimes are all overreported. And we love the color green. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but can we talk about one thing that's serious that the oh, press Oh, on? absolutely, absolutely. The amount of sexism in your American journalism what you, of what, the Olympics. What are you talking about? Yeah, with uh, with uh, your American swimmer, female swimmer, not as good as uh, the the male swimmer. For shame. I think that there's... For I mean, that's shame. That's very sexist. Boo, and, and, sure, and then but, also America spreading Zika virus. And having That's poop in your true. water, boo, you boo, Wait United States, Wait. you're poisoning your people, I think you're doing and all that. the crime, and get boo. I think you're kind of turning boo. this on us. I've got to get out of here because this country is so dangerous, and there's no water to drink, and you're sexists. Boo. <laughs> very bad. We're really sorry it's about very the sexism. Bad. But yeah. the other two things, I'm going to say categorically false, Louise. No, you should be ashamed of yourself. They should have every Olympics in Brazil where this stuff doesn't happen. Luis, it's uh, it's been a hard couple of weeks for you, hasn't it? Yes, yes, it has been a hard couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm going to go hey. ahead and preemptively take this knife here, uh, and just move this over to the other yeah, side. Yeah, I don't know why we keep that on the table. Yeah, we, we really we should really maybe find a better. Especially we put it so near to the guests. Well, after I've, after so many so many incidents so, with it, and so many you close think calls, any one of them, we always ask to get the knife returned mm -hmm. after somebody goes to the emergency room. You'd think we wouldn't. But I, I have moved it now. How long has your family been kidnapped, Luis? About 30 days. No, I mean, no, no, not, not 30 days. No, it's, oh, no, I've been yeah, caught again. Yeah, we got you I've been caught again. You yeah. got me that time. I better go back and read another ransom note. Yeah, Luis, best of, best of luck to your Thank family. You. Best of luck to you. It's all I have time uh, to read anymore. And, and, and I do think a lot that's going on in Rio has obviously been fantastic and, and a lot to love about the Olympics, even if uh, there's been some notable... 
bad stuff. That was very long of you to say, Joel. <laughs> and now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. Olympics edition. Olympics edition. What do we got this week? This week's wild world of weird sports. Half of the title is an Olympic sports. Oil wrestling. <laughs> Oh, wrestling is an Olympic sport. Yeah, not the oil. Although. <laughs> should be. Yep. Should, should be. Should be. Cassandra took first place in oil. Yeah. Uh, oil wrestling, uh, also called grease wrestling. This wrestling's automatic. It's systematic. It's hydromatic. Well, it's grease wrestling. Is that a reference to the musical grease? Joel, god damn <laughs> oh, it. come on. <laughs> It is the Turkish national sport. Oh shit! Yep. So this is not like like Jello wrestling. Oh, Joel, wrestling. don't be crass. We're I get, thought you were being Turkish. Turkish. I'm Turkish excited to find sport. out that this we're, is we're not. Get, a sp- we're getting to that though, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, uh, it is so called because the wrestlers douse themselves with olive oil, yeah. not the Popeye character, the oil. But that's that's expensive oil. You'd think they'd use some sort of lower cost neutral flavor oil yeah well, well, it might not be evoo yeah um, um, I mean, it I'm might not be good stuff not, yeah, it, yeah you know, might i sure hope cheap not olives. because that'd be a real waste of olive oil yeah the you term just use canola oil no olive oil uh the term gures is shared with other forms of wrestling practiced by turkish speakers across europe and central asia such as uzbek karash tuvan karash and tatar karas uh, yeah. the wrestlers known as pelivin which in Persian means hero or champion. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Wear a type of hand-stitched leather trousers called kizbet, or sometimes kizbeth, which traditionally made of water buffalo hide and uh, has been recently made of calf skin. Probably because it's more plentiful. Right. Of course. Unlike the Olympic wrestling tie-in, oil wrestling matches may be won by achieving an effective hold of the kizbet. Uh, thus, the Pelivan uh, aims to control his opponent by putting his arm through the ladder's kizbet to win by this move called Pakakazik. So you put the hand through the kizbet, you hold him, and then you win. I feel like we were really getting somewhere and we were just talking about the oil. Okay. <laughs> uh, the oil's greasy. Okay. That's all yeah, there is right. to say about it, yeah. Then we evolved a whole bunch of Turkish, and I got really confused. Well, originally, matches had no set duration and could go on for one or two days until one man was able to establish his superiority. That's how it always works with oil wrestling. Just like WWE. <laughs> like, those matches can keep going uh, until the pay-per-view ends. Then they stop immediately. <laughs> uh, but in 1975, the duration was capped at 40 minutes for the Baspelivan and 30 minutes for the Pelivin category. Yeah. If there's no winner, play continues for another 15 minutes, 10 minutes for the Pelivin category, where the scores are kept to determine the victory. So, <laughs> you guys are dumbfounded. I, I know. I, I have, have no idea dumb. what to make of Turkish oil wrestling. I can't believe it took them to 1975 to be like, you know, the day-long oil wrestling things <laughs> we used to do. Yeah. I was a wreck for longer than four hours. It was very dangerous. Guys, Can you imagine we, we what hour 23 must be like? It's just like, hey, man. What did, uh, we, man, what did man. we put a limit on how long the matches were? What? 
I always end the day of oil wrestling thinking to myself, oh, why can't I get more oil wrestling? Sure. I would think they would get hungry more enough that time wrestling. they would start eating the olive oil where they're just like, I'm yeah. starting out. Are they're you accidentally licking, licking people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, oh. Uh, the annual Kirkpinar tournament held in Ederni, uh in Turkish Thrace since 1362 is the oldest continually running sanctioned sporting competition in the world. Ooh. Oh, that's pretty sweet. That's that pretty is, that great. That is actually really awesome. Oil wrestling festivals also take place in northern Greece, in the eastern Macedonia Ceres region, and western Thrace. In recent years, this style of wrestling has also become popular in other countries, particularly the Netherlands and Japan. The SEC. Of course. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. SEC Greek life, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, probably a little bit. Uh, history! Uh, cognate forms of folk wrestling practiced by Turkish speakers are found throughout Western Eurasia under the name Kores, Koresh, and Crash. Wait, wait, went over that. wait, I'm sorry, folk wrestling? Yeah. What makes it folk wrestling? Uh, they play Simon Garfunkel <laughs> while they do it. <laughs> are you wrestling at Scarborough Fair? Lots uh, of olive oil is there. <laughs> uh, oil wrestling can be traced back to the ancient Sumer and Babylonians, and Greco-Roman traditions also point to the practice of oil wrestling. Hmm. I'm sure because getting people all slick makes it a little tougher, like grabbing a grease pig. <laughs> uh, Turkish wrestlers started covering themselves according to Islamic law between the navel and the knees after the 10th century. The Turkish word for wrestling can be traced back to the old... Islamic law? Yeah. Navel in the knees? I didn't know that. I think when you have the contact, you got to grease yourself. I don't know. I'm just making things up. <laughs> but that's what it says. Islamic law, reco- uh, had to, you had to cover yourself. If, that w- if that's what Islamic law is, I say, deal me in. No, I'm, I don't, I'm not talking about uh, covering yourself with olive oil. Well, no, no, not covering, covering yourself with clothes. between your navel and your knees. I just wanted That's to make sure that was clear that I think that being clothed is part of it. Oh, oh, you're not covered in olive oil. No, you're no, I think clothing. that you li- like it was naked before that. And then they went, nope, deal religion. me out. Yep, exactly. <laughs> deal me out. Uh, the Turkish word for wrestling can be traced back to the Urgus Turek language which originate from the Eurasian steppes, where wrestling has also been practiced. Wrestlers <laughs> oil one another prior to matches as a demonstration of balance and mutual respect. Aww. I think that's kind of That's nice. actually kind of a really cool sportsmanship yeah, yeah. thing. If a man defeats an older opponent, he kisses the latter's hand, which is a sign of respect for elders in Turkish. This is a... They're oiling each other and really, kissing hands. Really gay sport. Joel, I mean, they oil this each is other tradition. up. Kissing hands. I, I, it is the oldest sport. Is no, it does beg the question. There is no <laughs> negative connotation to that. I'm just saying. Jesus, Joel. Uh, matches are held over Turkey throughout the year, but in early summer, around a thousand competitors gather in Kirkpinar for an annual three-day wrestling tournament to determine who will be Baspalavin or chief wrestler of Turkey. Oh, wow. What an honor. It's like being the WWE champion, but for a whole year. <laughs> Which is pretty great. Yeah. There's no money in the bank, so people can't challenge you throughout the year. I love how that was the example that Phil used. It's the only examples I have. Not, it's like being the Super Bowl champion, 
Which, by the way, lasts for a full year. <laughs> but one has to do with wrestling. But here's Joel. The, the chief wrestler of Turkey is actually a cabinet position. Right, exactly. So it's more like oh. Secretary of State that you achieve through athletic superiority. Yeah, you get to so legislate. All the other cabinet wrestling. positions assigned by the coalition government. Right, right, right exactly. Wrestling, though, you you, you gotta you gotta win. Yeah, it. that's the old-fashioned way. And that brings then to another wide world of Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings the close in the sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, Phil will give you our contact information. All right. You can find us on SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. You get it. We get it. You like iTunes. That's okay. Listen on iTunes, but also if you want to check it out on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. We're posting them there. You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. Also, every single week, we do a live broadcast of news, 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 or a special segment. So make sure to have your notifications on so you can see when we're going live. Go on there and like it and comment. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Or you can find all of our hilarious tweets by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. And I've got one more piece of news. Uh, previously, we encouraged you to go to tsu.co slash sports number three podcast. They were one of our sponsors for the podcast. I regret to inform you that website has gone out of business. Oof. So our profile is no longer there. So if you were following us on there, we appreciate it. We had like 100 followers on there. It's not there anymore. So sorry to those 100 followers. Just go over to Facebook. What? Yeah. They went out of business? They went out of business, Even yeah. though they were sponsoring us? Yeah. We didn't drive enough traffic, you guys. <laughs> I blame you, the home listener. <laughs> no, no, no. You didn't tell your friends. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. Here's the thing. I'm really upset about uh, about uh, TSU.co doing, going under. Yeah. Yeah? I feel like we should sue somebody. Lights off. <laughs> You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.